everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's the Mark K Show. The first hour of the Mark K Show starts now. This is the Mark K Show. My name is Mark K. Thanks so much for joining us. Wasn't sure we'd be going live today uh, at 10 o'clock exactly or at 10.07 because the president scheduled a presser, a press conference, if you will, for 10 o'clock. Now, uh, the fact that that is, you know, is I mean, I knew that it was going to be somewhere between 10 and 11 o'clock when he actually made his way to the podium. In fact, Jeremy Ratliff, before he left, we were taking we had, we had a friendly wager, which means he didn't want to put up any money. Uh, but that's OK. That's fine. Uh, and I said 1015 is when I, I predict the president will actually begin speaking. He told me 1035. Um, so somewhere we're going to see who's closer, either me or Jeremy Ratliff. Josh, do you have any actual do you want to take a guess as to when the president will begin speaking? He said Jeremy was 1035 and you I were was 1015. He was 1035. You could split I'll the difference. I'll go over. I'll say 1036. You're going to go over. I'm going to go over. Oh, you're like yeah. that guy at the price is right. Yeah. Uh, what was the high bid? 10,000? <laughs> I've been 10,001. The president's like that Through. friend that you tell the party starts a half an hour earlier than it actually right. does. Exactly. <laughs> He's yeah. like, what time do you want me? All right. It starts at 10. All right. I'll, go, I'll be there. I'll be there. <laughs> uh, anyway, so as soon as that happens, we will We'll bring it to you live. Now, a couple of exciting things. We're watching unemployment down. Everyone was like, this is going to be the most dismal, blah, blah. Unemployment was down a whole 1.4%, which is really good in these trying times. The Dow is up over 27,000. Over 27,000. Oh, it just slipped to 26,987. Fake news. But it is up 700 points today. Uh, no doubt in because of these unemployment numbers. When you look at the number of jobs added, 2.5 million jobs. Now, think about this in, in terms that we can, you know, we have to realize 2.5 million jobs were added, but 4 million jobs were lost over the past, uh, or 40 million jobs were lost, rather, over the past couple of months. So it's going to take us a while to get back up there. But, man, you, phase one of the reopening across the country really giving a boost to the economy. And when this whole COVID-19 coronavirus crisis started, the Dow was at 29,000 it plummeted down to what like 19 and it's back up to 27 if we continue on this course if we continue boosting this economy we are as the president suggested going to be right back up where we're supposed to be where we were pre-coronavirus so that very really exciting news um really exciting news today also something that's super uh, super duper exciting it's friday <laughs> And as we mentioned before, uh, you can now go out to a bar. Well, 50% of you can go out to a bar. The other 50% of you have to stay home. But 50% of you can go out to a bar and drink. Everybody could go out to a restaurant now. Uh, movie theaters are open, although I don't know if there's any more mo- uh, more movies. Like they don't. That's the problem with the movie theaters. This is this is one of the biggest problems facing AMC, for example, and all the other movie companies. Is now they can reopen to 50% capacity. That seems like great news. The only problem is California is still shut up tight. There's no movies because there's no product. So you're opening up the business, but there's really nothing for the people there to see. You can go to Tinseltown tonight, but guess what? The movies are going to be from, I don't know, what, four or five months ago? All the other movies have been pushed back to later in the year. 
They want, you know, the new Top Gun movie. They want to push that back. That new uh, John Krasinski Quiet Place 2 or whatever. They had to push that all back because they wanted people to be able to go to the movies and see them. They wanted big box office. They wanted the theatrical release. They wanted it to be excitement. So they just pushed it back, assuming that the movie theaters would still be there when the time to show their movies popped up. But guess what? The movie theaters, they may not be there. They may be gone. They may not be able to weather this storm because without new film, without new product, there's really nothing for you to do at the movies. And AMC said there's a good chance that they're not going to recover, that movie theaters, as we know them, are going to be uh, a thing of the past. And that is going to be that is going to have an adverse effect on Hollywood. So if they really want to save themselves, they've got to save the distribution network. They've got to save the distribution channel. They've got to get some new movies out there like quick. They should they should really somebody out there in Hollywood when they're done, you know, protesting and when they're done marching and when they're done doing everything, giving money to people to get them to bail, because that's their major concern nowadays. It's not saving their industry. It's not saving the millions of people, blue collar workers who have jobs that need money that are, that are, that are missing out that are either on 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 unemployment or furloughed and that's the one thing about the entertainment industry when we talk about the entertainment industry we talk about it like it's just Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie we talk about it like it's just you know um who's the other moron Seth Rogen who's like cussing out his uh, people on Twitter and giving millions of dollars to bail people out of prison who are smashing windows in Minneapolis when you talk about the film industry it's not just the hollywood elites who go up on stage and get the the golden globes and the oscars in fact, they're the smallest part of the industry. It's a blue-collar industry. It is millions of people who run wiring and lighting and sound. It's truck drivers. It's people building sets. It's construction workers. It's clerical people. It's, it's you know, assistants and, and people working payroll. It's craft services and caterers and, you know, costume designers and seamstresses. It is a huge industry of, of, of minimum wage or, or middle income Americans who are being strangled now by the these uh by the shutdown of the industry and by the shutdown in in California and and if the movie theaters are gone the complete industry is gone now the million dollar movie stars they'll be fine but everybody else from the from them from the top down is going to suffer and is going to have to find new work and they're going to and their entire careers their entire livelihoods are going to go up in flames and that's why that's why when you reopen a movie theater OK, uh, when you reopen a movie theater, you want to make sure that there's actually a movie to go see. It'd be like reopening a restaurant without food. Doesn't do any good. You know, it doesn't do any good. It'd be like, uh, you know, it'd be like uh, reopening a gym without any, um, you know, equipment. Right. Like you're trying to think of one <laughs> piece of equipment at the gym. I'm like, what did they have at the gym? <laughs> yeah, like the bicycles you know, and the, like the, the TVs. What's the thing where you're, you're like rowing? Oh, yeah, the, the row machine. Yeah, the rowing machine. Yeah, okay. like, and what are the, the – where you lift like this? The, the dumbbells. Dumbbells. Yeah, dumbbells. Whatever it is. Uh, you, you can't do it. You need to have the product in place in order for the business to survive. Um, 855-765-1045. All right, there's a lot going on today, too, that we're going to get to. First of all, Joe Biden's team, the Democrats, they've come up with a new campaign slogan, and I feel like it could be – the worst campaign slogan ever. I feel like what's happening now is the protests uh, going into day, what, 11 now? I think we are almost day. It's almost two full weeks as we as we head into the weekend and as we head into almost the second full week of protests. What's happening is, well, it, and I'll be honest with you, it's something I alluded to yesterday. 
And the one thing that Rush Limbaugh always taught me was if you say something one day and it turns out to be right the next, make sure you remind everybody that you said it first by playing back a clip of you saying it and uh, and running it through some kind of audio processing. So it sounds like an old timey radio clip. And so that's what we've done today. This was from our show. Yet this was from 24 hours ago right here on the Marquee Show. But the peaceful protesters. I feel like there is there is the danger of a of a of a protest fatigue. And I kind of feel like the danger for the people that really want to make change in this country is an overabundance or too much of this for too long could dilute your message. And in the end, you're not going to actually find the change that you're hoping for. All right. That was yet the 24 hours ago this morning. Wired.com. Huge story. All this chaos might be giving you, quote, crisis fatigue. When you're faced with a threat, the adrenal glands perched atop your kidneys flood your body with the stress hormone cortisol and adrenaline. This is the biochemistry of your fight or flight response. It helps you either flee danger or stand your ground and brawl. But it can also be overwhelming at times like this when our brains are being bombarded by an absolute onslaught of crises. COVID-19, economic distress, nationwide civil unrest. Psychologists call it crisis fatigue. Your body is well adapted to handle temporary stresses, but it can get overwhelmed by the constant unrelenting pressures of this horrible year. And do you know what happens when people get fatigued? Do you know what happens when there's too much of something and every single day there's another protest and another riot and another curfew? And every single day there's more stories coming out about the police brutalizing innocent people. And every single day there's a march or a walk or some kind of some kind of, you know, a mob uh, attacking some kind of historic building or burning it to the ground or tagging graffiti all over with Horrible words about the police and the people who have sworn um, their entire lives to protect us. You know what happens when you get too much of that? You just shut down. You just crawl into your hole. You forget about it. You turn off the TV. You turn off the radio. You turn off your phone. And you forget about it. And you build up an immunity to it. And all of a sudden, somebody screaming and yelling in your face doesn't really doesn't really hold. It doesn't affect you anymore. Crisis fatigue. Protest fatigue. It's a real thing, and it's happening, and it's happening super quick. I have more on that, too. 855-765-1045. Plus, we'll talk about Joe Biden's uh, horrible new campaign slogan. We're still waiting for the president. I guess I lost because I said 1015. Uh, I guess we'll, we'll see. what. As soon as he starts talking, we will bring it to you live. Plus, if there's time left, it's Friday, which means fake news Friday. All that and more coming up on the Marque Show on 104.5 WOKV. one drive-in movie was open and they were playing Frozen. My God, I've seen that movie like 6,000 times. I cannot watch it again. Why would you pick a movie that, that your kids have made you watch 4,000 times? I mean, again, drive-in movie, I get it. Maybe they, maybe they think, hey, we'll, uh, we'll bring in kids. It's like showing the Shawshank Redemption. You know, that's on TNT every five oh, seconds. Yeah. Which I would still pro- actually I would go to the drive-in and it watch. takes like 19 hours to air on TNT too, it's right? Such, well, because they commercials, yeah, yeah. It's a long like, movie. Are you plus... saying you don't want to build a snowman? No, I don't. I don't want to do that at all. Do you want to break out of jail? I don't, get busy living or get busy dying. <laughs> uh, that's right. Anyway, eight five five seven six five one zero four five. We are still waiting for the president. Ten twenty four. He was supposed to speak at ten. I picked ten fifteen. I was way off. Uh, Jeremy Ratliff picked ten thirty five. The other Josh ten thirty six. So we're gonna see. 
Uh, we're going to see what happens. This is uh, Daniel in California while we're waiting. Hi, Daniel. How are you? I'm doing well. Good morning, Mark. How are you? Doing really well. Thanks so much for asking. What did you want to say, Daniel? So a couple of things. Um, I'm seeing post after post after post on Facebook and all of these channels about how racist our country is and how this is all of our problem. Most of the people in this country are not racist. Everyone is being punished for the actions of a few bad, horrific cops. This country elected a black president. There are more black leaders now than ever. Black college graduates are up. Poverty levels are, are down. And the mainstream media provides the most favorable coverage. It's amazing how the liberals cannot argue conservatives on the issues in economy, so they turn to a blanket, a vague blanket of racism. So my question is, when all of a sudden did this country become unbelievably racist? They act like Jim Crow has been reinstated and everything is going to hell. So I'm wondering, how did this all happen because of this one incident, and how did they hijack this narrative? Uh, Daniel, that's a, that's a very good question, and it's something a lot of people have been asking and wondering. Uh, a lot of people are wondering, you know, are we as bad as as people are making us feel or make or telling us we are? In fact, Joe Biden, <laughs> Joe Biden, the worst candidate ever to run for president, yesterday was speaking to Don Cheadle, an actor, and somebody from Atlanta who uh, is uh, some kind of organized, um, you know, protest leader. And they were having like a they were having like a, a town hall, you know, and Joe Biden started speaking about the country. And he mentioned something to what you just said. He said not everyone in America is bad. Only 15 percent of Americans. Listen to this. Here it is. Do we really think this is as good as we can be as a nation? I don't think the vast majority of people think that they're probably anywhere from 10 to 15 percent of the people out there. that are just not very good people. All right. The majority of Americans are not bad, but 10 to 15 percent, 10 to 15 percent of us are now. Ten, hey, Siri, what is 15 percent of 327 million? 15 percent times 327 million is 49 million. 50, 000. No, 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 no. You misunderstood. She's not very good at math. Hey, Siri, what is point one five times three hundred and twenty seven million zero point one five times three hundred twenty seven million okay no she's still okay we're still missing it we'll do the math here <laughs> this is some great radio <laughs> it really is. i think it's three hundred twenty seven million Hold times on, point one five it's three hundred twenty no it's t it's divided by we'll figure it out okay anyway the, Carry the one million. he's saying fifteen percent so ten percent of three hundred twenty seven million is what if Siri doesn't know, I'm not going to know. <laughs> it's 3.75 million or something, right? Right, yeah. Anyway, well, we're not really good at math. Uh, but the fact of the matter is he's basically saying 15% of this country are bad people. If that's even worse. I'm going to be honest with you. That's even worse than Hillary Clinton saying a basket full of deplorables because she wasn't even putting a number on it. She wasn't saying, ah, oh, you know, this percent, half the country's bad. She didn't say 50% of Americans are, are racist, uh, misogynistic bastards. She didn't say that. But, but but take it from Joe Biden. He's willing to say 15 percent. Uh, the problem is, if you looked at what was going on in this country, you might actually think, yes, you know what? We're nowhere near as racist uh, a country as we used to be. There are the, you know, you don't have the, the uh, Ku Klux Klan running around actively in the streets like you used to. Uh, we do have, uh, you know, equal voting laws. We do have uh, lower unemployment. We do have, you know, higher minority uh, college education. We're do, you know, we've been doing our best. We've been working toward, um, you know, this this equality. 
but for whatever reason, you know, when when there's a crisis, when something happens, uh, there's two factions at work. The people that 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 can benefit from that crisis and the people that sit around shaking their head going, is this is this really a crisis? Got to take a quick break. We're waiting for the president. Hopefully we'll have time to dive into that because there's more about what Biden said yesterday that we need to we need to look at because he really he's a horrible candidate. 855-765-1045 is our number. Quick break. More of the Marquee Show coming up. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are and you hold them accountable. That's the Marquee Show. This is is the Mark K Show. This is the Mark K Show. All right, we got a quick break here where we're just going to, we, we want to recap a couple things that just happened. The president spoke for, yeah, about, the, well, I forgot what time he started, but I think that Jeremy... 10.34, yeah. I, think oh, it was, I was wrong. Jeremy so. hit the nail on yeah. the head almost. He's pretty good. That's why he's in news and not, you know, talk. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> here's what, <laughs> he actually knows stuff. He doesn't just like talk out of his butt. Um, but anyway, the president spoke here for a good 45 minutes talking about the economy, about the jobs report. And get, this is important that you understand this. The, uh, the prospectus or the um, the projection was that we were going to lose nine million more jobs. That was what was going to happen today. Everyone's going to wake up and it was going to be a very depressing Friday. Not only do we have all of the protests, not only do we have coronavirus hanging out, but we were going to lose. We're supposed to lose nine million more jobs. And the unemployment report came out. And guess what happened? Not only did we not lose nine million jobs, we gained three million. We gained three million jobs. It was an exceptional day. And so uh, the president came out to discuss that, to discuss how the economy is rebounding. In fact, while he was talking, we're watching the Dow. The Dow is up 900 points today, and it's only 1117. The Dow is up 900 points. It's over 27,000. And while the president was speaking, it continued to just go up. It was 26,000 when he started his speech. When he continued his speech, uh, by the time he was done with it, it was over 27,000. He talked a lot about uh, Black Lives Matter. He talked a lot about the police uh, brutality protests going on. And he said something which I think a lot of people may have been shocked or a lot of people may have been waiting for. Or who knows? It doesn't matter that he said it because the uh, news networks are going to say it's too little, too late. It's too vague, whatever. But here's what he said about the police forces here in the United States. Equal justice under the law must mean that every American receives equal treatment in every encounter with law enforcement, regardless of race, color, gender, or creed, they have to receive fair treatment. Yeah, and I think that's something that we can all agree on. And the White House has come out and said it now today in the midst of this jobs report. Um, and he, uh, I, like I said, that'll get overshadowed by all kinds of other things. Something else interesting he said was that he and Melania are going to drive around the country in an RV. And they're also driving. And they're building the uh, trailers. They're building a lot of things. They're driving. People are, people are driving. I may have to buy one of those things, drive around town. Maybe I'll drive back to New York with our first lady in a trailer. What do they call that? Double RV. An RV. An RV. Who said double wide? <laughs> Clearly, that was that was not anybody. That was not, it's not a double. You don't drive a double wide. Well, you should know. Indiana's the capital of RVs. <laughs> I think I'm going to buy an RV and travel for now and in an RV with our first lady. Okay, there you go. So Donald Trump and Melania are going to travel in an RV. That's the other thing we got. But it was like a very important and very. Uh, very informative and very inspirational, um, not even a press conference, a news conference from the president about the jobs, the economy and equality for everyone. Quick break. I know. I know. I know. Quick break. More of the Mark shows on the way. 855-765-1045. We'll be right back. Equal justice under the law must mean that every American receives equal treatment in every encounter 
with law enforcement, regardless of race, color, gender, or creed, they have to receive fair treatment. That is the president of the United States, and he was speaking at the White House about the uh, jobs report, about the unemployment, that kind of thing. Uh, the interesting thing, and, and here's where Donald Trump is going to win. Here's where Donald Trump is going to, uh, you know, uh, come out victorious in November. Donald Trump understands that as president, he has to continue to work, and that there are protests going on, and there's rioting and looting, and you know, he's he's the chief executive in charge of law enforcement. He's he's got you know people in place to take care of that situation he called on the governors once again hey listen if you need our help we're here for you he's not he's not automatically just sending troops and military as if i mean that the the media would lead you to believe that he is he's shooting patriot rockets and missiles into new york city that's not happening but he's he's saying look if, if you want our help it's here for you please call and there are still some governors who haven't called and they're still having problems um but at the same time he realizes that there's a lot of work to do and as president, he can't just wake up every day and focus on one thing. He can't just focus on the president. Everyone's like, the rock, the rock is, is, is yelling and screaming on Instagram. Where is the president? Where are you, Mr. Trump? Well, he's in, he's in the White House working. And people are like, oh, he's, he's putting up, he's barricading himself inside. He's got a big gate around the White House. Yeah, because he's got people that he needs to keep safe so that they can do the work of the United States of America and opening up the economy and reopening the economy and working on these trade deals and continuing to build back. Look, when the economy's good, everybody's happy. When the economy's golden, when there's money in your pocket, when you're getting your taxes, when you have a job, you are happier than when you don't. And we all experienced that up until January, up until February. And then in February, it all went straight to you know what. And, and that's what he's trying to get back to quickly. His hurricane analogy was a really good one. And here in Florida, we know all about that. Hurricane comes through, boom. Everything for like, you shut down. You go in your house, you go in your safe room or your basement, whatever. You wait it out. And as soon, the minute the storm is over, what happens? Everybody's outside picking up leaves and, and branches and that we've got our chainsaws and we're cutting, uh, you know, we're, we're cutting the, the, um, the, the trees that fell down. We're into lumber and to, to firewood and we're fixing the fences and we're making sure that, you know, we're putting tarps on the pieces of the roof that flew off and we get it all done as quickly as possible. And he's right. Within, within two weeks after a hurricane, the place is back to normal. Within two weeks after a hurricane, you can't even tell that the place was devastated because that's what we do. Now the hurricane of coronavirus is over. The hurricane of these protests and riots hopefully will be over soon. And as soon as that happens, guess what? People are going to be out there taking the boards off of their uh, their buildings and their storefronts, getting everything restocked. They're going to go back in there and they're going to go back to work. And people are going to basically rise back up from everything that's happened and we are going to be bigger and better and stronger uh just like we were before and this jobs report is a is a, i mean th he said something really poignant that a lot of people are going to miss he said that the jobs report is so positive it was supposed to be negative nine million jobs it's positive three million which is basically plus 12 million from where everyone thought it was going to be but the economy is doing so well we're at 27 two uh dow twenty seven thousand on the dow and when you look at all of this happening, and New York and California aren't even open up yet. The two single biggest state economies we have in the United States haven't even begun to open back up yet. And we're already at this level? I mean, come on. It is going to be a huge recovery. It's going to be a quick recovery. And everybody's going to get back to work. And, and, what, and what's going to happen? I, I kid you not. What's going to happen from here on out is the economy will rebound. People will get their jobs back. These discussions about police brutality and reforming the police department and all those kinds of things will continue in an orderly fashion. The riots will subside. And as we continue, all that's going to happen is people are going to realize that every 
every single one of these crises that we've that we've had to, that we've been forced to uh, to undergo or to live through or to suffer through this year have all been either created by or exacerbated by the people on the left. And that is going to continue to chip away at Joe Biden's already horrible presidential campaign. More on that coming up in just a minute. 855-765-1045. Quick break. It's the Mark K Show on 104.5 WOKV. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's the Mark K Show. This is the Mark K Show. 855-765-1045 is our number. 855-765-1045 if you're trying to get through. Mary in Orange Park. Hi, Mary. How are you? Thanks for calling the Mark K Show. Oh, thanks, Mark. Um, I'm a big fan of yours, and I love your show. Oh, I appreciate um, that. <laughs> I just wanted to call and let you know, um, I have been thinking for the past month or so, and I really love Rush and everything, and I know he's very ill and everything, but, um, and heaven forbid anything happens to him, but I think you'd be an excellent candidate for replacing Rush if he needs to get off the air. I think you are... A lot like him, you explain the facts to everybody every day. Matter of fact, that's why I tune in because I, you know, I, I listen to the other news and everything. It gets confusing, so I turn on. I, you know, I tell my husband, I'm going to turn on Mark because he explains things. You know, he just, you know, you just make it really simple to understand. And um, well, I'm a very simple really individual. <laughs> it's because I'm simple-minded. That's the. I, here's the thing. I get very confused easily too, and 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 I guess that's a good thing because what I do whenever I read something in the news or whenever I watch someone speak, I do the. I do. I'm like, okay, I got to dumb this down for myself, and I figure out a way to explain it to myself, and and luckily it works for you, Mary. I do appreciate that, and and you know, I don't know, I don't know Russia's condition or his plans. Uh, yeah, you know, I know no, personally. I, I don't want anything to happen to him, but you know, God forbid something would. You know, I think you, I think you'd be a great candidate. I really do. Well, that's probably about the highest. Uh, praise and nicest compliment i've ever gotten and uh and i really do appreciate that and again look i'm just i'm just honored that i get to introduce the guy for two hours every single day it's a great lead-in and i'll tell you one of the thrills of my day going home and i you know i tell my wife this and she goes that's really weird um but when i whenever we cover something or if i say something or if i have a thought or an idea and we share it on the show and then i get in my car and i hear rush say the same thing i go wow i actually do kind of know what i'm talking about or I'm not the only one that thinks that. I must be onto something. Uh, but, Mary, thank you so much for that. We appreciate it. Like I said, we're all praying for Rush and making sure that he's on the air for a very, very, very long time. Patty in Jacksonville. How you doing, Patty? Hi, Mark. Nice to talk to you. I love you. Love your show. Oh, and thank as you I so told much. You long, as I told you a long time ago, you keep me sane. <laughs> I do what I can. I want you to be sane, Patty, because I, 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 if you were insane, I would worry for the rest of us. Uh, what do you want to say today? Well, um, I'm trying to find out how to get to the Trump flotilla. No one is talking about it. The only person that did a while ago was you. Oh, really? So, um, yeah, I don't know where to go, and I, I want to take a dry run this weekend. Um, I, I, I don't even know. I haven't even been to St. Augustine. Yeah. I live in the south side near Bay Meadows. So yeah. That's- Esther, <laughs> our, good, yeah, our good friend Esther Bird, is, uh, she's got the whole thing going on. It's on June 14th. And it yeah. starts at 10.30 a.m. Uh, yeah. is, is when it starts. And it's in downtown Jacksonville. Now, I don't know exactly where. Uh, oh, hold on. Let me write, let me read about it here. Uh, in order to, uh, here we go. We will start gathering at 10.30 a.m. and get underway promptly at 11. Um, we will be on Channel 68. I guess that's the radio channel for the boats. 
Uh, but here we go. Saint John, we will cruise from Metropolitan Park downtown to Fleming Island. There will be an after party at Pineapple Point Sandbar for those interested. It's going to be epic. And if you go to uh, if you go to uh, to Facebook and just type in Trump Birthday Boat Rally Northeast Florida, you should be able to yeah. find the page and you can get all the information there. Oh, great! Thank you. You are so welcome. And we're definitely—I mean, we're making plans to be there as well. Uh, so hopefully, we'll see you. Uh, hopefully, we'll see you there. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five is our number. This is Paul in Clay County. How you doing, Paul? Mark, I'm not a big fan, and I hate your show. Well, that's—you know—you can't win them all. You can't win them all. Yeah, I, 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 not really. I'm kidding, man. No, I know. I got it. I got it. <laughs> I just didn't want you to get a big head. Yeah, I appreciate that. Definitely. <laughs> that, that's going to be our new bumper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's going to be great. Yeah. Uh, what hey, you, uh, yeah. I, the headlines changed. On WOKV today, they were saying that uh, the Jaguars were having a march yeah. for Black Life Matters. Right. And then at the, at the top of the hour here recently, it changed to for social justice. They were marching for social justice. So which one is it then? I don't know. I wasn't there. I, I, went, on, there. I went on the Internet today and it said that they were marching for Black Life Matters. Yeah. Um, Paul, now, I don't, Black I don't know. Black Life Matters is not your everyday civil rights organization. Yeah. They're an in-your-face organization, and they've been equated almost to Antifa, Antifa as far as what's been going on during these protests. Okay. Yeah, I don't understand why they would be having a march for Black Lives Matters. These people are not into dialogue. They're into dictating. I don't know if you remember where they made a big name for themselves was when they shut down Bernie Sanders in Seattle, Washington at a uh, rallying event. They uh, got up on stage, took over his event, would not let him uh, talk to his participants and uh, people that were interested in hearing what he had to say, called him an old white man. And told him to get out of here that he wasn't in, in you know, shouldn't even be in politics. Well, and to be perfect, I mean, to be perfectly fair, I've said the exact same thing about Bernie Sanders. <laughs> so I appreciate it. Look, I, again, I don't know much about what happened with the Jaguars uh, rally today or the march. I know that they marched from the stadium to somewhere and then they turned around and they went back. Um, but look, if, again, if you can read about it on WOKV and Paul, thanks so much uh, for calling. We really appreciate it. This is Bobby in Jacksonville. Hi, Bobby. How are you? Hey, I want to tell you that girl that was talking about Rush Limbaugh. Yeah. I agree with her absolutely 100%. I've said that for a long time. Oh, well, this turned into like a phrase marker. I didn't even expect this. This never happens. I don't know what's in the water today. I listen to you. I listen to you and Rush because I want to know the real news, not all that stuff. Yeah. You know? And, but I want to tell you something. I'm left handed. Are you left handed? I am not left handed. Oh, boy. I mean that it's about left-handed people, and you sound, you sound like one of us. <laughs> I sound like a left-handed person. Huh? i got to be honest, I kind yeah, of agree. Left-handed people think out of the box. And oh, yeah? 250% of the astronauts were left-handed, and, and we think different, you know, oh. because... Uh, anyway, and I thought, oh, I hope he's left-handed. <laughs> well, I mean, I could try. I'll try. I don't know that it would act, work really well, but I didn't know. My daughter's left-handed, if that helps. Oh, yes, it does. Okay, all right. Hey, thanks, well, for, thanks for Bob. Bobby. We really appreciate it. I didn't know that left-handed people were. I didn't know I sounded left-handed. Yeah, I, I got to be honest. It took about two years for me to realize you weren't left-handed. I wasn't paying attention. I just assumed you were left-handed. You assumed I was yeah, left-handed? Yeah, because they're kind of like really creative. 
and oh. artistic and expression, I'll like that, that kind of a thing. Yeah. All right, I'll take. I that just assumed you were lefty, and, and your handwriting is really neat. Yeah. And so left-handed people have neat handwriting because they always have to. They don't want to smudge the paper. Andrew, look at that. Yeah. Let the compliments keep coming. Eight five eight five five seven. Listen, before we get out of here, though, I do want I do want to remind everyone because there's been a lot going on this week, and there's a lot that's been happening, and I do want to remind everybody about Joe Biden being the worst candidate for president ever. And if you know somebody who's supporting Joe Biden, or if you know somebody who thinks that Joe Biden might be their guy, you need to you need to really sit down and have a conversation. Have like an intervention with them. Because Joe Biden yesterday during a, uh, one of his tele one of his one of his online town halls, because he's he's only got a virtual campaign. The only way Joe Biden can reach anybody is by sitting in front of the computer and Zoom calling. And yesterday he had a virtual uh, town hall meeting with Don Cheadle and a couple of other people, and he said something that I thought was really interesting, and I didn't want people to not hear. Uh, this is something that the media will not play for you, but it's important to understand. Here's what he said: Do we really think this is as good as we can be as a nation? I don't think the vast majority of people think that. There are probably anywhere from 10 to 15 percent of the people out there that are just not very good people. Okay, 10 to 15 percent of the people out there, and we're assuming he's talking about America. 10 to 15 percent of the people out there are just not very good people. I mean, that's literally what he said. There are probably anywhere from 10 to 15 percent of the people out there that are just not very good people. Okay, 10 to 50, let's say 15 percent. Of the people in the United States of America, and at last count, there were 327 million people in America, but there is a census this year, so that may go up. Of 327 million, 10 to 15 percent, 15 percent is 49 million. So Joe Biden is on a virtual town hall meeting saying 49 million Americans are just not good people. They're probably anywhere from 10 to 15 percent of the people out there that are just not very good people. Not 49 million Americans are just not good people in the eyes of Joe Biden. This is not something that needs to slip by because Election Day is quickly approaching five months from now. And there's going to be millions of people going out to vote over over 130 million people voted in the last election. And I think it's important that that 49 million, uh, those 49 million Americans that Joe Biden's talking about know exactly how one of the candidates feels about them. This is, in my opinion, worse than Hillary Clinton calling Donald Trump supporters a basket full of deplorables because deplorable. OK, deplorable just means I don't really like you. It doesn't necessarily mean you're a bad person. But here's Joe Biden saying not very good people. You're not very good people. Forty nine. That's almost 50 million Americans are just not good people in the eyes of the Democratic frontrunner. And that's not a slip up. That's not a that's not a gaffe. That's his actual opinion. That's how his party looks at people. You know, in the, in the Republican Party, most people in the Republican Party don't look at individuals and say, you're good, you're bad. They say, your policies are good, your policies are bad. What you're doing is good, what you're doing is bad. But most people, first of all, most people, I feel like in America, are good. I don't think it's just 85% of the country. I would say let maybe 99.9% of the country are good people who are out there just trying to chase the American dream, just trying to make their lives better, just trying to work hard for their families and their businesses and to, to pursue happiness as it has been promised to them uh, by our founding fathers. I would say 99.9% of Americans are really just doing their best to do their best. 
Uh, but with Joe Biden, that number dropped. Fifteen percent of people in this country, 50 million Americans are just not good people. I would like him to tell us who they are. I want to know. I want Joe Biden to tell us, am I one of them? Are you? Is Donald Trump? Who who are the people that fall into the category of 15 percent that are not very good? Is it Republican voters? Because, you know, there were there were people that voted for Donald Trump. Let's just see. Sixty two million people voted for Donald Trump. Let's say that the majority of them were Republican, but some of them were independents or some of them were Democrats that cross. Let's say maybe 12 million of those people uh, were independents or Democrats or not affiliated with the Republican Party. You know what that leaves? Fifty million. Do you think there's any coincidence that Joe Biden is saying 50 million Americans are not good people and 50 million Republicans approximately voted for Donald Trump in 2016? That's a huge moment in this campaign. It should be the end of Joe Biden's political career. You're not even going to hear about it. Well, you're going to hear about it because you're smart enough to listen to this show. 855-765-1045. Quick break. Uh, we'll, we're going to try to squeeze in a couple more phone calls here in just a minute. Stay tuned to the Marque Show on 104.5 WOKV. This is the Marque Show. My name is Marque. Thanks so much for joining us today, folks. We appreciate it. Uh, welcome, by the way, to Phase 2 Friday. This is where Phase 2 of the reopening of Florida begins. 50% is what the uh, bars can open to capacity. I think it's way too soon for bars. All they need to be another three to four weeks before they get them open. Based on what? <laughs> Why? Why? Why wait three to four more weeks for the bars to reopen so they can go totally out of business? Eight five five seven six. That's definitely somebody who doesn't drink, right there. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five is our number. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. Restaurants can open at one hundred percent capacity, as can gyms. Um, also, we're looking at movie theaters and bowling alleys opening up at a uh, at a fifty percent capacity too. Um, and so, like, again, slowly but surely, the economy is rebounding. That's what the president was talking about today with this jobs report. We've got the Dow going up. We got a lot of great news today. And uh, and hopefully, like I said, the rest of the country will settle in, settle down, and we can get back to the business of making America great again. 855-765-1045 uh, is the number. This is uh, James in Virginia. Hi, James. How are you? I'm Mark. How are you? Great, James. Uh, real quick, before we have to get out of here, what do you want to say, sir? Okay, so I watched this YouTube channel, and yesterday they had a former FBI agent on their show, and this uh, like uh, news dropper person, Q or whatever, dropped some possible military actions that could happen in the future. Uh, one of them already kind of happened with the uh, the fact-checking on the POTUS Twitter. Yeah. And then it's got, like, five others, uh, central communications, blackout, classified movement sure. of Pelosi and Pence. Hang on one second, James. We're going we're gonna to have to get into that. I, I, thought you had a, I thought you had a question. I know you were going to give us a book report. Uh, all right. Well, that's okay. We'll be back Monday. We'll yell, maybe we'll do a little Conspiracy Theory Thursday next week, James. And you can uh, call back then and let us know everything that's going on uh, on QAnon's, uh, QAnon's YouTube channel. We'd love to hear all about that. Have a great weekend, everybody. Uh, enjoy going out and getting drunk. 50% of you, the other 50%, you're not allowed. Um, and we'll be back Monday with an all-new episode of The Marque Show right here on 104.5 WOKV. You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. 
LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply.